The Edge of the World Art Studio is proud to present Helen of the Iron Horse, written by Paris Danielle Lee. Artwork by Helen Rachel Lee. Music by Fish Zombie the Onions. And special thanks to Spooky the Cat for her contributions, fuzzy as they might be. Chapter 98 And in the middle of negotiations, you break down. 1883, April 2nd, Denver, Colorado. William walked into what had once been the mayor's mansion, now the memorial home for Christian girls. Florence waited for him at the entrance. This way, she instructed, as she led him through the foyer to the poker tables. Penthesilia and Paris sat at one of the tables, and at the bar behind them sat Cassandra. If there's anything you need, just give a signal to the bartender. I have my own books to look over. I'll leave you unless you need me, Florence said, looking at Penthesilia. Penthesilia waved her hand, and Florence understood. She backed away and left them at the table. I was hoping we could have a private conversation, William said, as his head pointed at Paris. There isn't anything you can't say in front of the whiskey girl. Celia, I've missed you. Remember the nights we spent up in your room? You used to push me down on the bed and ride me like- Okay, okay, I get it, she interrupted him. Whiskey girl, we may need a minute. It's a trick, Celia, Paris said. I know, I know, but could you just hang out at the bar while we talk? Penthesilia asked sheepishly. Listen, jackass, Paris said to William. Her finger pointed at him, her hand shaped like a gun. I got six guns on me. Cassandra has two. That's forty-five bullets between the two of us, and if you so much as blink too fast, they're all going into you. You understand me? I'm here in peace. I wouldn't touch a hair on her head. William held up his hands in surrender. Paris walked to the bar and sat next to Cassandra. The bartender poured a glass of whiskey and set it in front of her. You have to tell me, where did you find the most violent girl in Colorado? William asked. You should be careful around her. She's as deadly as advertised. Or don't. I don't care. Penthesilia shrugged her shoulders. William, why are you really here? You called this meeting. What do you want? I've come to apologize. I think we can both admit we were wrong. I think we can find a way to move forward without any more unnecessary turmoil. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead and what? Go ahead and apologize. Saying you want to apologize is not actually apologizing. I want to hear the words. I want to hear you say, I'm sorry, Celia. I'm sorry, Celia. Do you want me to get down on my knees? Okay. You're sorry. So what? I want you to stop this madness. Give me back my waitresses. Close down your store. Give up this whole ridiculous gang war you've started. Why the hell would I do that? Because if you do, I will give you the Amazon. William pulled from his coat a folded legal document. Spreading it out, he passed it to Penthesilia. It was the deed to the bar. She looked at the paper. Then, with a trembling hand, she picked it up and held it. Her bar. 
she could finally have her bar back. It had become her home. It had been the one place she was happy. But that was because of the girls. The whiskey girl, Cassandra, Cynthia, Elone, Mary. That's where it began. It's too late. Penthesilia said as she set the deed back onto the table. <sighs> Three months ago, I would have stopped it. Three months ago, if you had given me this deed, I would have just ended it all and gone back to running the bar. But it's bigger than that now. <laughs> We're not a gang. We're just women looking for a place in the world. The prostitutes who just want respect for doing a hard job very well. The whiskey girl who needed a family. And every one of us that didn't fit into the mold of that minister that you, the city itself, tried to push onto us. We just want to live a life being treated like normal people. Then act like normal people. Stop running around like drunken deviants. <laughs> but that's who we are. We're drunks and deviants, and why not? Men can be. Thomas was, and no one cared. Men can stay up all night drinking in bars. Men can go to the brothel and enjoy a girl for the night. But it's the girl that's the deviant. You can cheat on your wife, and it's me that's called an adulterer. You can father a child with another woman, and it's Cassandra that's called a bastard. Penthesilia pushed the deed back over to William. The girls need a home, and we'll provide them one. They need an education, and we'll give that to them, too. They need a life away from the pressures and abuse that force them into marriages they don't want. A place that gives them the freedom to accept the love that they do want. We're all different. We need a place to live that respects that. I have to thank you, William. None of this would have been possible without you. Without you pushing us to fight for our survival. We would have never known that the fight is worth it. And the fight can be won. I am not going to stop. I am going to keep fighting until you have nothing. I'm coming for it all, William. Every goddamn cent. Fuck you, Celia. You're the same fucking stubborn bitch I threw out of that bar. This was your last chance. Don't forget I gave you one. Don't forget when this entire thing comes crashing down on your head, I gave you a chance. You have no idea what I'm capable of. You have no idea. I have not yet begun to fight. William stood from his chair. Bring it on, Billy boy. Spend your money, hire men, bribe officials. You throw your money around and you watch it burn. Because the harder you fight the faster you fall. I should have never tried to be nice to a flock of whores. William grabbed the deed off the table, turned, and left the mansion. Penthesilia sat back down in her chair and put her head in her hands, took a deep breath, and let it out slowly. <sighs> that went well, Paris said as she sat down next to Penthesilia. What did I expect? Probably not for him to offer you the bar back. That did throw me a bit. But what am I supposed to do now? How am I supposed to disappoint the girls? Maybe he's right. Maybe it is a gang war and I'm going to regret this. You want me to kill him? 
Would you? Would you honestly just go shoot him if I asked you to? Murder is a capital offense. I could do it. But it's the last thing I'd probably do in Denver. But for you, Celia? Yeah, I'd do it. Yeah, I know you would. But don't. I don't think I could do this without you. What am I supposed to do now? I don't want bloodshed. What I want is... God damn it. Penthesilia stopped as she tried to think of what she really wanted. A home, Paris said softly. Yeah, a home. But not just for me, for everyone. I want a home for the idea of the Amazons. I don't know what it'll look like, and I don't know how to achieve it. We've been moving forward. We've been piecing it together, and I feel it's almost there. It's like a dream I see as I sleep, but when I wake up and I look around at the world as it is, none of it makes any sense anymore. It all falls apart. I... I need a place where I can hold it all together. You don't have to do it alone. We're all here for you. We'll help you hold it together, and we'll find a place for everyone. I promise. You want to move the Amazon? Cassandra asked from the bar. What is it, Cassie? What you got stirring around in your head? Paris asked and waved her over. It's just that I might know a place we can go. Cassandra said as she sat across from Penthesilia. In the mountains to the north, not far from here, there's an old hunting camp hidden deep in the forest. It's considered haunted, and no one goes there. Why is it considered haunted? asked Penthesilia. Probably because it's haunted, Cassandra replied. But there are six or seven cabins already built, a kitchen, a dining hall, and stables for horses. It hasn't been used in years, but it wouldn't take much to clean it up. We could build a barn and a few more cabins. I think we could all fit up there. It's not easy to find, and it's hard to get to, but I figured that would be to our benefit. We don't necessarily want people finding us and interfering. Sounds perfect. What's the catch? Paris asked. Well, the problem is, William owns it, so we'd have to get him to sell it to us. Well, there goes that idea. Penthesilia shook her head. No, not necessarily, Celia. If William wants us out of Denver, and we want to leave, maybe he will just sell it to us, and we can both get what we want. I don't necessarily want to leave Denver. I just don't think William is ever going to let up. So now it's either surrender the Amazons, beat him, or lose. I just don't see any path that leads to a truce between us. This was probably his best offer. And what he asked was for me to betray everybody and shut it all down. I won't. I can't. I don't know, Celia. I think he might be getting desperate. He didn't offer this three months ago, said Paris. We can only hope. Anyways, Cassandra and I are going to head back to the farm. Florence wants to see you in her office. Be careful out there, okay, whiskey girl? I have no idea what that asshole is planning. <laughs> you don't have to worry about me, Paris smiled. I worry about you the most. Just be careful out there. Lover! Thalia yelled as she rushed down the stairs, almost tackling Paris, who was on her way to see Florence. It's so good to see you! There's not many customers this time of day. Come upstairs with me. Let's have some fun. <laughs> All right. Let's do that. But first, I have to talk to Florence. 
When I'm done, I'm all yours. Florence? Why? What's going on? I don't know. Want to come? Paris held out her arm for Thalia. Thalia looped her hand around Paris's, and they walked together to what had once been the mayor's office. Now it was Florence's alone. Inside the office, Florence sat at her desk. A woman in a grey silk dress lounged on the couch to Florence's left. Paris stood at the door, and Florence motioned her to come in. Whiskey girl, thank you for coming. Thalia, I should have known you'd be here too. By all means, take a seat, both of you. Florence waited for them to both sit before she continued. Thalia, I believe you've met Mistress Castle. Whiskey girl, I don't think you have. Paris tipped her hat towards the woman. It's a pleasure. Paris took a good look at her. She was tall and slender. Her dress fit her perfectly, and her corset brought her breasts up, showing them off. Her shoes matched as she sat sideways lounging. Her ankles were visible from beneath her skirt. Her stockings were white. Her hair was blonde, and it was pulled up into curls, and a small veiled hat was pinned in them. Its dark veil fell across one eye and obscured it from view. Her lips were bright red, and her eyes accented with eyeliner and shadow. Paris realized she was staring at her, and Mistress Castle was staring right back. <clears throat> I'm sorry, what is she doing here? Thalia said with a cough, pulling Paris's attention. Mistress Castle was looking to hire a bodyguard to escort her. Why? asked Thalia. I can answer that, Mistress Castle spoke up. Your little cult has stirred up more dust than you have realized. Any woman out on the street, whether she's a member or not, is being harassed just for being out. The way I figure it is, if I'm going to be treated like an Amazon, I might as well take one with me. And who better than the legendary Whiskey Girl? Who, who's harassing you? asked Paris. William's men, Mistress Castle replied. William's men? They're probably avoiding you, but there are strangers in town. They're wandering about in groups of three or four, and if they see a woman on her own, they single her out and push her around until she cries and runs away. What if she stands up to them? Paris asked. I'm not sure. I haven't seen it yet. So this truce was all lies. William's already made his next move. Well, I'm not going to let them push me into staying home. I can afford to hire protection. So that's why I'm here. Name your price. No, Thalia said. Thalia? Paris turned to her. I won't let you do it. What do you mean you won't let me do it? Do you love me? Of course I love you. Then don't do this. Let me have this one. Walk away from this. Why? Because you love me and that's reason enough, Thalia insisted. Paris shook her head. She looked at Mistress Castle and then at Florence. Florence held her hands up, signaling she was not going to comment on this. I'm sorry, Mistress Castle. I can't help you, but I'm not the only gunslinger in the Amazon. If I might make a suggestion, I have an apprentice. Her name is Alice. I'm sure she would be happy to take the job. Is she any good? She is. Mind you, I could still beat her in the ring and outshoot her in the field, but no one else can. Is she as cute as you are? Is that important? It has its value. We're about the same age, and she has a style and beauty of her own. Although, don't expect her to be wearing a dress. I wouldn't dream of it. 
Alice will be acceptable. My carriage will be here to pick her up tomorrow at noon. Mistress Castle stood from the couch as she held her hand out high and tilted it so Paris could shake it, but only from the fingertips. Ah, oh, that's too bad. I kind of wanted you, Mistress Castle whispered as she shook Paris's hand. Then she turned and left. I'm sorry, whiskey girl. I didn't mean to put you on the spot, Florence said after the door shut. Okay, what was that about? Paris turned to Thalia. Thalia stood up from her chair. Come on, lover. We'll talk about it in my room. Thalia left without looking behind her. Paris shrugged her shoulders at Florence and then followed behind Thalia. Florence laughed. <laughs> Women, she whispered to herself. The moment Paris entered Thalia's room, Thalia shut the door and began to unbutton Paris's shirt. Hurry up. We don't have a lot of time. Thalia, stop. Weren't we supposed to talk? Paris held her hands and looked in her eyes. Talk about what? Thalia looked off to the side and then tried to squirm out of Paris's grasp. But she held tight. Talk about what just happened downstairs. Nothing happened downstairs. Why wouldn't you let me take the job? I just don't want you to, okay? You don't trust me. I trust you, Thalia lied. It's... It's Mistress Castle I don't trust. What do you have against her? Do you think she's more beautiful than I am? Are you jealous? You do think she's more beautiful than me. Is she your most beautiful woman in the world? She's not more beautiful than you. I don't know her. I don't love her. I love you. And to me, you are the most beautiful. If you were to take that job, you might get to know her. Then you might find out she's more sophisticated. She's rich. She's elegant. She's... All the things I'm not. <laughs> She's married. That's never stopped her in the past. She used to come to the brothel? No, not the brothel, but Florence used to arrange parties for her friends. Mistress Castle was a regular at these parties. That's how she gets the title of mistress. Florence almost always hired Sarah for herself and picked a random girl for Mistress Castle. She doesn't need a bodyguard. She wants a toy. You should warn Alice. Wait. Back up. She picked a random girl from the brothel? Yeah. That's how you know her. Have you slept with her? Professionally, we all have. You don't want me to work for her. You're afraid I might sleep with her because you already have? It's not like that. Then what's it like? I don't trust her. She came looking for you, and she was looking at you like she was buying a horse. I've seen that look before. Thalia. I don't know what to say. I don't know how I can get you to understand. I have been faithful to our agreement. I have let you do your job, only to find that apparently you can't do the same for me. I will let you do your job. I just won't let you do my job. Valya, that's not fair. What does fair have to do with it? You want to go sleep with her so bad? Then go. Go sleep with that bitch. See if I care. Just get out. I'm not in the mood anymore, and don't wait up for me. I'm not coming home. Thalia opened the door and held it for Paris. Fine. Do whatever you'd like. You always have. I can see now. You always will. Paris said as she walked out. This has been Helen of the Iron Horse. Written by Paris Lee. Artwork by Helen Lee. 
performed by Helen and Paris. All characters within are fictional and bear no intentional resemblance to anyone living or dead, except, I guess, for Helen and Paris. See more of our work at edgeoftheworldart.com. If you would like to comment on the show or ask any question, please email us at helenoftheironhorse at gmail.com. The proceeding was made with the love and encouragement of all of our friends at the LA LGBT Center's Trans Lounge. Thank you.